one billion years in the future, Earth still exists, though maybe not as we imagine it. Eras upon bygone eras worth of technology have been left behind by eight previous and fallen civilizations. It is now up to the denizens of the Ninth World to piece together what was left behind. Perhaps they're looking to carve out their place in the world, or simply to survive a land riddled with weird and unearthly dangers. Or perhaps still, they just wish to learn and uncover the secrets of the Numenera. Whatever it is this new era of adventurers and heroes is looking to discover, they'll have to dig through the imprinted echoes of the past to find it. Hello, and welcome to Imprinted Echoes, a family-friendly Numenera actual play podcast. I'm Zan, and I'll be your GM. Thank you for joining us today for this episode. As always, we hope you're staying safe and healthy. Now that Nehemiah has been released from the Dream Sallow, though not without threat of returning, the group can fully focus on fixing the inner workings of the Orgarek. It seems possible, but it might take a bit of fine-tuning. Goo is traversed, noses are poked, and volume is increased. Join us as Nehemiah, Smallrin, and Jory amplify the imprinted echoes of this structure. You're able to, again in that same time, get one of those taken care of. And Molly being a... What you've kind of now at this point kind of put together a mechanically minded nano, not an inventor like Rufus, but like a someone who would like maintain equipment or or parrot is able to get the third one as well. So there are no more drips coming out and these three tubes that were actively leaking have been put back together, essentially. So as far as we can tell... I would assume that since this room doesn't seem to have, like, it, this is obviously not meant to have a giant pool of oobleck, so I would assume we're not going to find any sort of drain or anything. I mean, we could also make drain. Um, actually, I'm not going to assume that. Uh, Smallrin is going, I forgot Smallrin has a spear. I looked at my sheet. <laughs> have you had that since the beginning? No, no, I, oh, she just okay. got it last session. Um. Oh, that's right, that's right. I am going to take Smallrin's spear and, like, using the end of the spear to basically, like, wade through the oobleck in kind of, like, around the outside edge of this space, which seems the most likely to have some sort of drain, and, like, just kind of feel with the, the butt of the spear to see if there's any any sort of void in the floor that we can maybe exploit. You do not find anything like a drain in the floor around the edge. What you do find is... You run into a number of what seem to be, like, objects buried in the goo. But you don't find any divots or holes or anything that would feel like a drain or some sort of passway out. This room is open to the elements, correct? Like, the yes. roof is... Like, what... How how high off the ground is the nearest, like, open space? Is it, like, the ceiling that's gone? Is there a wall where part of it is ripped away? A little bit of both. You guys are pretty high up in, again, having looked at that map that kind of came up as a hologram, this was at one point a sphere that had, like, a kind of structure thing on top of it, almost like what's in Legom but inverted. Gauging by that, you think you're up kind of near the top, so almost as though, like, if you were to 
take an orange and like take a segment out of the orange. Mm. So it's kind of part of the ceiling, kind of part of the wall mm -hmm. that's been been blown off. Well, I'm I'm just thinking like if we wanted to try and basically like bail the oobleck out, would that be easy to do or would we have to like climb a significant distance to reach that space? You wouldn't have to climb. It would take you a very long time to do. Um, but not it's not out of the realm of possibility to physically be able okay. to. I don't suppose we can just drill a hole down below it somehow and then um, have it ooze out. We do <laughs> have that mysterious drill. <laughs> we do. The laser drill. Yeah, it's true. But I also don't want to like mess anything up. Or anger the tree. Right, right. Yeah, that, that sounds like a really good way to yeah. kind of hurt our own situation. I was kind of thinking of that too, so... um. I'm trying to think if phasing would help us get to things underneath. I could give that a shot. If, yeah. if nothing else, it might allow you to see more clearly what's under the oobleck. It's opaque. We can't mm -hmm. tell what's underneath it. That's true. Does anybody have any goggles? <laughs> <laughs> like a snorkel? <laughs> Molly does look at you and goes, I have my... I mean, they're kind of like for welding but uh, yeah okay i might need those <laughs> but but me i don't know never mind, never mind. <laughs> okay all right um well i think i will i'm gonna get my phase on <laughs> how dare you everybody's making good faces today good. any suggestions where to start um the, the edge objects around the edge of yeah, the room yeah makes sense okay all right well let's see if um see if i can get anything done so i'm going to just pick a spot and start to phase yep you phase <laughs> as you are moving around is there anything specific you're looking for, or is it just like I'm looking for anything underneath here that is? Yes, the okay. yes, the second one. <laughs> you moving around, you find a small cabinet. You find a control panel. Mm. You find like a, a tablet of, of sorts. You find a lot. You find more than you were expecting bodily remains. <laughs> Each one of them having a distinct mark on their shoulder. Yep. You find a dagger. Okay. And as you are continuing to kind of look around through all of this, you, especially while out of phase... That sonic humming, that f that rumbling force that you guys have felt this entire time you're here is even more so when you're out of phase. And it is stronger as you get towards the center of the room. So I found a lot of things. The other thing you notice is that everything underneath the oobleck is preserved. Okay. So anything sticking up above looks like it's been rusted, patinaed, corroded, eroded. But anything below has been saved from the elements that it's been exposed to in this open air. Gotcha. Okay, so, lots of things that I've learned. We've got a lot of things down there. 
uh, everything from daggers to tablets to what have you. Um, there's a lot of bodies, which I'm not thrilled about because I touched I touched a lot of noses I was not expecting to touch. <laughs> um, but that leads me to understand that um, it <laughs> sorry <laughs> it is behaving like a preservative because if I if if it wasn't I wouldn't have been able to touch any noses. This would have been a skull. Um, I'm gonna go kind of sit for a second because some um, that makes sense bodies and, and, and temperament is not it's kind of clashing. I will have taken at least one thing and pulled it out just to see. What do you pick? Um, there was a tablet. I like tablets. Yep. Let's pull out the tablet. Cool. Go ahead and roll me a might level three because this has a lot of suction. I to I it. will say I will go nice and slow. <laughs> I will give you an asset okay. for going slow. Okay. You said a might three? A not yoinking asset. Yes. Whoop, whoop. Success with a 13. Beautiful. You're able to pull the tablet out of the goo, out of the oobleck. And it looks to be a kind of like a like a writing tablet. Mm -hmm. Essentially, kind of iPad type thing yeah. for lack of a of a better better word. It has got like a little screen and you can kind of see marks on it where maybe someone wrote over and over again yeah. on this. But um you could try to turn it on if you wanted. I'm gonna do that. It yeah, it turns on. <laughs> Might as well. Might as well. It is pages upon pages of log notes for the happenings of what was going on here. Hmm. Yeah. All, all in that same language. Which I can read, yeah? Yes. Beautiful. What is the, the is there a latest entry in it? A latest, like, ooh, what does that say? It mentions that they were ramping up to to try the latest advancement that they had been able to to make, the, the latest, their latest breakthrough, mm -hmm. which was to try and communicate through dimensions. Yeah. Well, <sighs> dates aren't really a thing because of the way that time and how long ago this may have been. The, the dates that are listed here mean absolutely nothing to you, but they do match the log that you found back in Legam. Look, look at, look at this, look at this. Um, and I will attempt to show it to them without realizing that I cannot read it. <laughs> oh, right. Um, it's very pretty. Oh, thank you. Right. It's a very nice font. <laughs> it, it sort of is. Um, uh, this is talking about the last, the last entry here. It says that they were um, trying to figure out how to communicate through dimensions. And then there's nothing else. So that uh, leads me to believe... <laughs> very clearly that they succeeded really failed right we, or, or both kind of simultaneously or they... the other information that you get from here is a little bit more detailed than what you had from the notes in Legam. Mm -hmm. just out of curiosity was somebody holding this or was it just kind of no. sitting around okay just want to be sure it notes that 
this location, as well as the one in Legam, is was part of a three-location communication uh-huh. relay. Okay. The one in Legam mm-hmm. was a receiver, which you can put together because of the way that it continually recorded sound. Mm-hmm. Where you are now is an amplifier. Yep. There is one more location. It doesn't say where, but it talks about the transmission station. Y'all. Y'all. Information overload. Uh-huh. There's a third location. Oh, man. This is the amplifier. Lagom is um, is the receiver and the recorder. And then there's a, there's a transmission station somewhere. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Too excited. So this might not even be where we need to be. Maybe. I mean, I, I wouldn't... No, it's important. Well, I mean, it, it's... It's one of three. This place needs to be operational. That's true. Again, we do need yep. to get all of them. Um, it doesn't say where the third one is, though. Well, I mean, we know where we are. Lagam is. We know where. Yeah, Lagam is. Like we're on the same train of thought. It's got to be somewhere right, there's in There's one between. of two places it could be if you draw a straight line, assuming they're all equidistant from each other. Right. Well, and the question is, are they in a line, or are they triangulating off each other? That's true. I guess mm. it could be either. I was working yeah, off the triangle. It could be further. Right. You're right. But yeah. Unless there's a diagram. <laughs> Jory... I know that this is unpleasant for you, but the bodies that you found. Yes? Were any of them wearing the same sort of uniform that we found in Legam? No. No. Didn't seem to be. So they were long gone by the time the tree started claiming people. That could be one way to interpret it, yeah. Who knows how many folks have made their way up here and just, I mean, that. Yeah. Like, you get the there, feeling when that. When it took me, there was Jory, a whole city looking at the, of the bodies that you were down there, they were adventurers, mercenaries, scavengers, yeah. people who had made their way up here and not made their way back out. They were a less dashing version of us that did not make it through. <laughs> it's hard to be as dashing as we are. Exactly. The tablet dates um, did coincide with Lagom as well, just to, to solidify that bond. So we still need to get this place up and running. I could start pushing some know. buttons. <laughs> there was a control panel. What's good to know is that the oop, this stuff, yes, is not damaging the electronics. Which means all that stuff down there is probably still operational. We just got to figure out how to get it going. Yep. And Smallrin kind of turns to Molly. It's like, if we can determine what seems to be the main framework for this, would you be able to possibly work on it? Yeah. 
yeah, I'm... I'm a repairman more than anything else. Uh, I don't know this technology as well as you all seem to, but if I can be pointed in the right direction with the right idea, I can... Yeah, I can help. Jory, does that tablet have any sort of blueprints or spec sheets? Instructions? Give me one second. I start scrolling. Scrolling. There are no spec sheets or blueprints here. This seems to be more like someone's like scientific journal notes. You do find a drawing. Mm-hmm. Hand-drawn image of the structure. But it is not a blueprint necessarily. It's more like a kind of like a rough diagram you would take in like biology notes. Gotcha. Of something. What it looks like is that this structure originally was completely encased in that white stone with the goo kind of in this pulmonary system of tubes and passageways inside. Yeah. And the notes indicate that the, as Smallen pointed out, these are the same substance in different forms. Mm-hmm. And that's what you get. Okay. There's a sphere, like we thought, totally encased, and this was all running through it. Hmm. But you have information about what this structure originally looked like. Originally, you don't necessarily know a lot about its function exactly, but you have an idea of maybe like where everything was. Mm-hmm. Here's my question, slash Smallwood's question, but are we gonna have to try and like reclad this thing in stone? I mean, that seems like a lot, <laughs> especially just to get it up and running again. Like, we just need to figure out where the on switch is, right? But the problem seems to be that the stone is part of the amplification process. Mm. Is it enough that it's surrounding it but on the ground? I mean, I wonder... So when I poked... When I poked the spear back in Lagam, it healed itself. I wonder if this thing might heal itself once we get it running. That's entirely possible. It does seem to have a tenuous agreement with gravity. It's possible. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows what this thing can do once it's running. You know, there was something weird about the middle of this room. Perhaps I should investigate that a bit more. Weird how? I don't know. It just had a different vibe to it. (laughs) Literally. Yeah, literally. Mm -hmm. Going for a vibe check, I guess. You, right. you have been summoned to the center of the room for a vibe check. <laughs> <laughs> I proceed. <laughs> do you phase back in to try and take a look? I do. You phase through and look, and essentially what you see at the center of the room, at first you think maybe it's a drain. But looking closer, it's a maybe five foot diameter speaker cone. Like the top? Yep. Like the speaker under, underneath? Yeah, so if you imagine like, you know, like a speaker in a, in, a, in a speaker cabinet or whatever, it has that little, you know, center cap portion and the, behind it technically there's a cone, yeah. but it has like, 
sitting there. That's what's at the base. Like, uh -huh. it's set into the floor. <laughs> oh, wait. So here's the cone for your rod from earlier. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Pat, if you don't leave this in, I will never forgive you. That was beautiful. <laughs> I'm very proud of myself. Continue. <laughs> Whew. Uh, unless he cut that joke from the first one, at which point he has to cut it now, because this is definitely no, that's a second what I'm episode saying. by this point. He, oh, he yes. has to leave it in both. Yeah, yeah but he might not notice. He, he won't know to. Patrick, unless he did. Patrick, listen to the whole thing first. Why can, would he do that? I can I promise you he is not going to do that, because <laughs> I don't do that. I no. know. Oh well. Maybe I can text we'll see him. No, we're just gonna move on in this. Yeah, there's going to be a bad joke. Leave it in. And I won't there's specify going to be which bad one. Jokes. I mean, to be fair, he's 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 good about leaving the puns in so long as they're appropriate. So because everyone literally, literally like the most comments I get about like people liking the show is, wow, this is really weird and creepy. Also, so many puns. Yep. So, so many puns. I, it's what the network's becoming known we for. We are now. here for yep. the puns. Oh yeah, the only yeah. way there could be more puns if we is if we could somehow get Sam Driscoll involved. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. I apologize. <laughs> There's a. I think it's like an amplification device right underneath me. That would explain the vibration intensity. You know, what happens to this type of material when it's vibrated? It kind of uh, solidifies, doesn't it? Or the opposite, maybe? It seems to react to direct force by solidifying, but I don't know what vibration would do to it. Mm hmm. Turning this on while we're standing in it isn't the best idea. Just to be safe, maybe not. We have another option. I thought all the controls were buried in this stuff. Yeah, they kind of are, aren't they? Don't, Jory, don't you have something that Rufus gave you that allows you to interact with this plane while out of phase? Yes. Kind of. I mean, my 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 staff does now, so maybe I could... Could you stab the on switch really gently? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but... But I could just do that um, also being out of phase with my hands. So unless we, like if we were able to like suspend ourselves outside of, up, you know, up a bit. Uh, I don't know. Um, thinky, 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 thinky. I could just try it. Uh, well, I don't want you to put yourself out like that. <laughs> we also have to remember that if we're in danger, the tree will claim us. That's true. Here, here's the thing. I... I know you, you offered for me to, like, go back with you to wherever it is you're from before, but I'm the most expendable person here. You all have something that you need to be doing. I I came here, I was captured, and I legitimately thought I was left for dead, so what's to lose? Just be careful, all right? Yeah. Okay. What am I doing? Am I turning something on? What, are we, what, what, what should I be pressing? Um, well, there's a panel over there, so maybe try that. Chances are if there's a big button, that's the right one. <laughs> okay. Highly user-friendly. 
Molly kind of wades, like very slowly wades through the goo as it is hard to actually to try and walk through. Hold on. Yeah. Hmm? Can we at least like tie a rope to Molly or like yeah. I I before Absolutely. before we send Molly out into the depths like as much as I appreciate his self-sacrificing nature, Small Ren is all about contingency plans. Yes. Yeah, you can tie a rope around his waist. That's not a problem. Anything else you want to do preemptively? I suppose we're all kind of getting to higher ground, like in the doorway, or where's the best place for us to be out of the goo? Near the tree. Great. <laughs> Love it. Hmm. Live for it. Okay, so as close to the tree as we can get without being close to the tree. <laughs> That's fine. You guys get kind of close-ish to the tree. And Molly wades out into the goo and fumbles around kind of underneath at where he is near the center. It's about waist, somewhere between waist and chest high. Um, so it takes him a while to get there, but it kind of like fumbles around and reaches down. It's like, um, all right, I need, I need your, I, I, anyone's opinion. I have... Uh, a bank of switches, which I assume it's none of those, but then I have a what feels like a like a lever that's all the way down right now a dial that is like at like 10 o'clock and it kind of feels around uh, a little bit more and a switch that I don't know it's on or off I, I can't tell okay may I offer my suggestion sure okay uh, the dial I would imagine is responsible for the intensity of whatever it is that's going to be turned on that's okay. at least my guess uh, the switch I would guess is an arming segment that perhaps you cannot pull the lever without that being switched. Now, I have absolutely no basis for these guesses, but those are my guesses. Jory, when you phased under, were you able to see or were you merely feeling? I was kind of looking at it as mostly feeling, um, but... Um, you could see a little bit if you got really close to things. Yes. You could see them, but when you're out of phase, it's not like you can have x-ray vision. Right. So, like, you can phase through and see what's right in front of you in the moment, so if you got really close to something, you could see what it was. Alright, I'm going to go out real quick, and I'm going to phase and look, like, get my face by the panel, and I'm gonna look at it. Just to see if there's any sort of instructions or labels. Since I can read it, yeah. Yeah. Sure. The switch says on-off. It is in the on position. Oh, okay. The dial says amplitude. The lever says frequency. Interesting. Okay. Um, well, it's on right now. I could tell you that much. Um, That's why we feel that rumbly thing, yeah, right? Yeah, that makes Probably. sense then, I guess. So I guess we can try... Um, turning the dial a bit and um, I don't know if the lever's going to be like it, 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 it if it's either like top or bottom or if it like 
actually moves slowly like a like a slider. I don't know. We won't know. It until moves we... like a slider. It does. Okay, okay. That's what it looks like. Okay. It's not like a flip a switch okay. kind of lever. It's like a handle. Ah. That you would almost like a throttle. I see. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so I guess let's just start um toying with it a bit. Just tiny movements of each at a time and kind of see what they do. Okay, where do I start? Um Lever? Maybe, yeah, with the frequency. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's try frequency. He reaches down into the goo and starts very slowly, you assume, pushing the lever up, even though you can't see it. But what you hear and feel is that subsonic vibration starts to become audible. And now it's just a very low hum. Very, very low. How is the goo reacting to this? There's a little bit of, like, vibration on the surface of it, Mm -hmm. but nothing more than you would see ripples in a pond. Okay. Should I keep going or try something else? Um, maybe try the other one and see what that does, what effect it has. Okay. Goes and everything starts getting louder. Low and not now as he's cranking it up, just little bit by little bit. It's not just kind of like low in the back of your mind. It starts becoming incredibly audible. And he stops before it gets mm-hmm. too, too much. I... I barely turned this thing. I have a feeling if I were to crank this all the way up, we might not be able to hear anything else in the future any longer. Hmm. Let's not do that. Yep. Is there any sort of... Like, this is just a hum. This isn't, like, voices or any sort of... It is a pure tone. We've got to be able to match it to something, you think. Unless we can play the song. <laughs> I don't think I'm that talented. <laughs> I mean, don't I'm not a musician. Short, but... I'm, I'm a mechanic, f- not a musician. We didn't find any other panels or anything like that in here. Um, um, I think was there something else? I thought maybe there was. There, is, there were some other like control panels and the like, but it was. It's mostly dead bodies. Extraneous ancillary things. Yeah, and it looked more like kind of similar to the controls you found like beneath Lagam, mm-hmm. where it was like for the like receiving or sending and organization of signal. Wait. Hmm. So this is the amplifying station. Yes. What is it amplifying currently? That's the third one, I think. We have not visited yet. We may not be able to do anything useful here until we know what sound it is we're trying to amplify. Possible. I will say, based on what you have figured out with the the notes and the, and the things that you've found, right now you're not sure what it is currently amplifying, but what it does amplify is signal from the receiver, which is Lagam. Okay, so I think we're thinking about it backwards. backwards. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, whatever is coming in from Lagam is coming in here. I see. Let me work this out. So Lagam is a microphone. Okay. Mm-hmm. This place is your amp. Mm-hmm. The, the transmission station is your speaker. 
Gotcha. gotcha. Is your is your whatever sending that signal elsewhere? I was thinking about it the other way that Lagam is receiving and then storing. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Sorry. I was <laughs> I was thinking about it in Lagam is the radio station. Basically. Okay. Basically. It can receive signal from other places, but th- that's not what it is. It's the library. It, it, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, have we tried all of the frequencies yet? No, I can. Keep keep cycling through the frequencies. Molly puts his hand on the, on the lever underneath the goo and starts pushing it up um, very slowly. Eventually, it hits one that is... It seems random, mm-hmm. but after it's, it, like, after a moment of watching everything, the goo starts kind of, like, moving a little bit more. Okay. Like, not, not just rippling, but almost, like, bubbling. Hmm. Okay. Um, is that good or is that bad? No idea. Okay. Um, cont- I'm gonna leave it there, or should I keep going? I would say continue past it, and if that goes away, then it seems we may have found our frequency. He continues up, and it gets very high-pitched. It passes the point of it being painful, and then, although he, he looks like he's still moving it, you can no longer hear it. It becomes gotcha. supersonic. Okay. And he's like, I, nothing else happened. Is the goo still responding in that way, or was it only that frequency? It was only that frequency that gave it that kind of more bubbly texture. It's still kind of rippling a little mm-hmm. bit, but not what yeah. it was before. Um, just to check, why don't we take it all the way back down the other direction? Uh, or unless he, he, we did start at the very bottom. You did start at the we very did. bottom. We did. Okay, just wanted uh-huh. to make sure. So oh, maybe yeah. the bubbly area is what we want? It seems to have the most effect on this substance. He puts it back that frequency and it starts bubbling a little bit. Okay. Hmm. Should I change the other one? Yeah. Only slightly. Starts bringing it up a little bit at a time. Have you guys ever seen what happens when you put Ublek in a speaker cone? Yeah. Yeah. It starts climbing. (laughs) And that's what starts happening, is that it actually starts like little tendrils start popping up in this kind of like very shaky kind of almost like if you were watching a video it almost looks like it's missing frames mm-hmm. like kind of shaky these tendrils of, of goo start kind of climbing upwards and they kind of just sit there like little dancing yeah. <laughs> blobules that's, that's adorable somehow blobules oh, I would like to high five one of them <laughs> you can yeah Okay. Absolutely. It does not high five back. It is not a sentient goo. No one can resist the high five, so that was a good check, I guess. Um, okay. So what does this mean? I mean, this is different. It's got to be doing something. What if I keep moving this? Go for it, I guess. Do you guys have anything to put over your ears? Hands? Do, do you? Yeah. I mean, I'll figure something out. Um, and a reminder, don't go so high that you are in obvious pain. The tree will notice. The tree will notice, right. Yes. Okay. Um, 
bit by bit then. And he takes it another couple ticks up and it actually starts separating almost. It's, it almost starts climbing up the walls. Uh, okay. Um, Molly reaches into his bag and like balls up like some loose fabric and just kind of like shoves it in his ears like cotton style. Mm-hmm. <sighs> uh, he gives a thumbs up like, should I keep going? Yeah, I think we all should probably do the same. Yep. Okay. Uh, what do you put over your ears? You just, just same, same style thing? I mean, if you have something cool, if not, that's... A... Yeah, I don't know that I have anything other than what I'm wearing. That's fine. Yeah, strip a cloth kind yeah. of around the ears and then hands over the ears. Hands over. Same. Okay. He keeps turning the dial up and it again starts to reach the point of it being painful, but the goo is almost like the reverse of what it would be if this the center of the room was a drain. It starts like pooling up the sides, takes it up another couple clicks. You guys are all wincing, like holding your hands real hard against your head, but watching as much as you can. And it actually starts leaking over the side of the broken wall. Yes. Thank you so much for listening to episode 40 of Imprinted Echoes. If you'd like to follow the podcast on social media, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Imprinted Echoes and on our website at imprintedechoes.com. On our website is where you'll be able to find links to the Ghostlight Media merch store, as well as our Patreon if you're able to help our network out monetarily. And on that note, I'd like to thank Christina, Tyler, and JJ and Veronica for their support. If you'd like to help us out in other ways, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating and review on whatever podcatcher will let you. And of course, telling your friends about our show will also go a long way in helping us out. You can also find our hosts on Twitter, myself at Covered and Sawdust, Chase at TQ Loudly, Rin at Rin underscore Moran, and Bridget at Really Bridget, and our network, Ghostlight Media at GLM Pods. Thanks once again for listening, and I hope you'll be back in two weeks to hear another episode of Imprinted Echoes. And until then, may your ciphers never malfunction. Imprinted Echoes is produced by Zan Campbell-Johannes and Chase Greenley, and is edited by Pat Mahood. Original show theme music is by Justin Longacre. This is a Ghostlight Media production.